Chris, good afternoon. Good afternoon. This Merry is Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Compliments of the season. Pies. Yeah, I'm, and I'm glad you brought mince pies for two reasons. One, I'm a connoisseur of mince pies, and two, I'm a little bit rough because, like, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got up long ago. Um, uh, as Bob Cratchit says to uh, Scrooge when they uh, when he gets back after his uh, and the big key moment, he says, "I was making rather merry last night, sir." So. Well, I'm glad that the tables are turned because it's usually me in a, a, a worse for wear state. That actually happened a few weeks ago. I saw John Kieran and he said, oh, I'm feeling a bit ropey this morning. So I feel like I'm going full circle. I'm fine. I've been at training this morning. Yeah, look at you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll hear about uh, some of the things that you um, you managed to glean at training. Uh, one of them, of course, fantastic interview with Paul Turnbull. Yeah, um, great stalwart of the club. Um, 200 games, should he play tomorrow? I think it's probably... Uh, the most easiest shouts you'll ever come across that he will be playing, he will be captain in the side tomorrow. Uh, 200 appearances over the course of four different spells. Of course, you know, he's, it's not all in one stint, but what a servant for the club, what a role model to the younger players and the, the youth setups that, that Jim and the gang work with. So, um, uh, an honour to have spoken to him today. And uh, he speaks really well. Uh, the thing that comes across the most, which I think you'll hear in the interview uh, in a little while, the thing that comes across the most is, is yeah, it's great, 200 parents, he's really happy, but let's talk about football. You know, he wants to get on to the next game and yeah. uh, and I think, you know, that just kind of sums his work ethic up. So, looking forward to listening back to that. And Jim, now, interestingly, we, you know, sat here two weeks ago and we were talking about, you know, it was after the Legends or before the Legends even, I think, and we were talking about what the aim is for the festive season. We're halfway there and pretty much on track in the top four, two great performances under the belt. Well, he had, Jim actually said by the turn of the year, and he referenced the game against Bradford, which I think is the fifth or something around that day, um, the, the fifth against Bradford at home. And he said after that game, he wanted to be third in the league. That was what, And I remember sitting there thinking, Jim, this is... Maybe something you shouldn't commit to, as has been proven several times in, in, in recent months, just this season alone. Quite often whenever I question Jim, he goes and proves me wrong. So um, I was sitting there saying, are you sure you want to do that? It was reminiscent of uh, Danny Lloyd when he signed for County and he said in his, his first interview to John Kieran, oh, I'm going to go and score loads of goals. And you say, well, you can think that, but don't come out and say it. And then obviously he goes and does it, so it's all fine. So Jim saying he wants to be up in third by the end of the Bradford game, I think, well... It's ambitious. It's not unachievable, but it you know it's it's quite a mountain. And lo and behold, you know, like you say, we're halfway through it. We're two points behind that position now, um, and it's it's looking like it really is achievable. If we get a win tomorrow, we could be third, uh, and that that's amazing when you consider. Just a few weeks ago, we were talking how we're we going to break into the playoffs. So this is Chris's interview with Jim, talking about how well plans are going so far over this Christmas period. Jim, it's the day after Boxing Day. I always lose track of days uh, around this time of year. It's the day after Boxing Day uh, and a very healthy win against Altrincham at home. Yeah, um, great result for lads. And uh, yeah, I'm a little bit like yourself. I think straight after the game, I said to lads, have a great weekend. And it was a Wednesday. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a mad period um, on and off the pitch. But uh, I'm sure everybody had a great Christmas day and uh, a fantastic Boxing Day for everybody that's a fan of Stockport. It must give you great confidence. We've already beaten Altrincham twice in the cup competitions. We've spoken about that before the game. But the league's obviously a, a different proposition. That's what you're really judged on. 
and you've gone out and done the same job on them. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. And you've got to remember, this is a team that's had fantastic form. Um, I think last month, um, despite all of our FA Cup heroics and, and beating them, they got uh, he got the manager of the month. And they continue that form well into this month. And um, so, uh, and, and they're still in a very good position in the league. So uh, they're a very good side, but we were very professional today and got a, a, a well-deserved result. And um, again, it just was very similar to the FA Cup and FA Trophy. Uh, in a sense of that we we managed their game very well, but also were able to keep the strengths of our game and impose ourselves, and uh, the goals were, were were decent in all three games. County now climbing the table, up as high as fourth, could go third at the weekend with a win over Kidderminster. When you look at that, how do you feel, knowing that a few weeks ago you were saying we want to climb up the table by the turn of the year, you set little standards and targets in mind. Do you see that and think this is the work paying off? Well, I think we've... Um, each month we've sort of increased our turnover of points. Um, we've obviously had a lot of disruption with the FA Cup and the FA Trophy being almost every second week. Um, and we didn't really know whether we were in a false position in the league uh, because of the, the games we had in hand. And um, we're all disappointed to go to Blythe, which is, uh, I think, our last league defeat. Um, and we felt the cup hangover in that game. And um, we had to put that right in the next two away games, which was Spennymoor and Ashton, uh, which were the rearrange games if you like of the FA Cup but getting maximum points from them has made a huge difference and then getting solid results against the likes of Chester and Alfreton and spending more uh, obviously was a fantastic result but um, Saturday's um, sorry Wednesday's three points has certainly put us in a good position albeit that we've played the, the 22 games now and there's a couple of teams behind us who for one reason or another have not had the same amount of games so uh, a lot of work to be done to consolidate a top seven position and if we do the business over the next three or four games we could see ourselves consolidate a top three. There's a number of players in your team I want to pick over and shine a bit of a light on uh, through the course of this evening but the first player we have to speak about is Frank Mulhern and what a finish at the weekend. Yeah, um, great finish. I mean the whole move was brilliant. I've been kind of lamenting the fact in the first half that we hadn't been taking the pressure off the ball from throw-ins and we were kind of a bit naive and um, and I asked the players to be a little bit braver, but the, the rotational movement in midfield from, from Matty to release Paul to start with was fantastic, and that's the kind of stuff I like to see. But Paul's Paul's played those type of passes before. I remember at Wembley for, to put Pilkington in, uh, to slide rule pass for Dickinson uh, to win the playoff final. Um, but a great pass, a great movement by Frank, but um, it was just sublime to finish in terms of the, the way he took his touch and buried it in, in his second. Um, it was one of them that was probably one of the best goals we'll see this season. And uh, it might not be up there with goal of the season, but certainly it has to be considered as a, a fantastic all-round uh, goal from, from the pair of them. It's not just his goals that strike well with Frank Mulhern, that what he offers to the team is so much more than just goals. He gets involved with the link-up play, he works with the likes of Matty Warburton and Adam Thomas. Do you see that in his game now, that he is, he's much more of a team player, if you like, than maybe strikers in, in seasons gone by? Well, uh, um, I thought we'd be harsh on other players because the likes of Kato Joe were very team-based players. You know, they weren't really people that got went and got goals for themselves. They kind of were all about getting the team up the pitch. And um, But we've... In the past, we've always liked a nine that had a, a bit of a threat in behind uh, to allow a little bit more room to open up in between the lines for the for the tens and the floating wingers. Um, so in that sense, Frank, um, we've had to say to Frank to just to, to, to the odd time to stretch the game and be a threat in behind. Uh, 
uh, and we talked in recent weeks about you know when that would happen and you know that's when you've got a midfielder who's got a pass and you get to get his head up then that's the ideal time to make that run uh, you can't play the whole game like that uh, although I, I remind everybody of the Leicester winning the league with with uh, that kind of drink water Vardy combination um, but that kind of pass occasionally allows room for other players to, to benefit and I think Frank's been a really good foil for Matty and Jake and, and other players so at the moment um, we look like we're capable of scoring goals we've got uh, two players now with the double figures who are the main strikers down the middle uh, Jake Kirby's contributed quite well in the recent weeks and then with the strength of our set plays we know that we're going to score goals And um, but what was a, a nice touch to to Wednesday's game and has been in recent weeks is the, the clean sheets and, and, and not conceding poor goals and that's given us a real platform for those guys to go on and score and win games for us. Of course the man that provided the goal for Frank, you mentioned him there, Paul Turnbull. Should Paul play against Kidderminster, that'll be appearance number 200 for him. Just describe as a manager what it's like working with a player such as Bobby. Well, uh, Paul's Paul's a great professional. I mean, you know, we people forget the other side of the game where he's you know, at a Christmas do for the juniors, 100 kids turned up and Paul was there. And we had a little opening day at the, the club shop and Paul's there, you know. So he's a local lad and he's he's been brought up at the club. I think he's the youngest player to ever play for the club. Um, and when I came in, he was having a difficult time with injuries and I just sort of helped nurture him back to the kind of player. I had to convert him from, he was a striker at the time, and convert him into midfield and he's took on that role brilliantly. Um, and he's had a massive influence at the club when he's been at, at the club, uh, both as a player and a personality. And uh, like I said, uh, it'd be a, a great tribute to him to get that 200th game. Uh, there's not a lot of longevity in players at clubs. Um, and I know it's not one continuous run for Paul with us. Um, he's, he's obviously gone away and had a lot of games at other clubs. But it's nice to have him back here because he's a proper Stubble County player. What's he just? What's he like? Gives a gives a flavour of without giving away too many secrets. What's he like in the dressing room, motivating the lads? Because while he was out injured earlier in the season, we saw him on the pitch after games, talking to the players, geeing him up a little bit. He's out there with you in the in the subs bench when he's not on the pitch. What's he like with the guys in the dressing room? Paul Paul commands a lot of respect for his personality and um, not just his position. Um, and he's been great. I mean, when we went to Yeovil, he was injured, but still wanted to travel and be part of the group and. Um, but no, he's, he's a great influence. He's got a lot of experience to pass on to younger players. Um, he's got a lot of knowledge of the game and, and the levels we're playing at and we want to play at uh, to pass on to players. But um, I don't think he over-tries. Um, you know, he's just he's just a positive personality who's got good self-confidence and is able to pass on good information and instruction and motivation to the other lads. And I think that, um, uh, you know, he's been a really good signing for us and um, just delighted to have him back fully fit now. And uh, I think we're starting to see the benefits of that. OK, let's get back to football matters. Kidderminster at the weekend, they've proved a bit of a thorn in county side the last couple of seasons, certainly in the league. Very good football inside. How do you feel going into that one? Um, a tough one. Um, and obviously we've seen, we've had a taste of the, I guess the Oldsman game's good preparation. Although um, I think that uh, the likes of Chambers and Ed Williams are going to be perhaps a little bit more penetrative than perhaps the Oldsman players were on the days that we've played them. But Kidderminster are a really good side. Um Obviously, they lost the manager at the start of the season. They brought in a new guy. Um, they started really well, which you'd expect from a full-time side. They've got a good brand of football. Um, I just look at their form and I'm finding it difficult to understand why. 
I think what happened last year was that they had a difficult start because of all the changes in personnel, but started steadily getting better and better as the season went on and finished in a strong position of the playoffs. I think this year they've kind of started well because of the fitness, and uh, but they've they've been found undone in a few games where they've conceded three or four. So it's very hard to judge what we're going to be facing on Saturday. Um, I know they're a team that have a couple of different formations, but they'll have... Um, some skillful players, they'll have fit players because they're full-time, they'll be well-organised. Uh, so it's a, it's a real challenge for us because we felt that it was going to be one of our most difficult games away, playing them on a Monday after a Saturday game with them being full-time. And I think this is a, another one where you're playing a full-time side just a, a matter of days after a, a, another game. So um, but this time round, we'll, we'll obviously have the opportunity to have a training session, uh, recover and prepare. So... Uh, but a little bit like what I said for the Boxing Day game, it's, it's two very good football sides going head-to-head. -head. Uh, very meaningful game with us both being neck-and-neck -neck in the league. So it's, it's going to be a cracking game and uh, a real um, second instalment of what we've seen on Boxing Day, hopefully. And um, if we win this game, uh, then we're going to put ourselves in a real strong position and excite a lot of people about what the new year might bring. We don't usually look two games ahead, but we'll do it tonight because it's the Boxing Day, New Year's Day Double header, if you like. Do you then keep one eye on Altrincham and how are you going to? What have you learned from Alti this game and the Kidderminster game to take on into that game, or do you not think too far ahead? Uh, no, no. Well, it's it's like when we played Alti in the FA Trophy, you kind of take all those experiences and I keep them filed in my head and in, in, in my, on my computer, and I kind of wait for the the right moment to bring them out, which is in the week leading up to that game, or or in our particular case, which would be the Monday training session. Um, and there's lots of experiences that are very fresh in the memory of the players. Um, it'll all be on the coach logic platform for them to watch the highlights and uh, their own personal games. Uh, um, but you know, obviously, uh, as soon as the as soon as the game was won, five o'clock, quarter past five, we were outside talking to the staff about preparations for Kidderminster and the mindsets been on Kidderminster, all the work that I've done today and that we'll be doing before training will all be purely about Kidderminster, making sure that we've got our best 11 players out in the best shape possible to give ourselves the best opportunity of winning the game. And um, and then come five o'clock on after Saturday evening, we'll be talking about Alternum again. So, but um, one game at a time and real focus on just making sure that we've learned some real good lessons about Kinnaminster um, and make sure that um, that we build on our current home form. And, and in that regard, I have a special mention for the fans who thought it was a cracking atmosphere on Boxing Day. Um, for, forget just a home crowd, but Ashton and Alfreton, and uh, we've taken over the place. And uh, I think it's making a huge difference because it's really given, may maybe we needed to give them the belief, um, but we've certainly given the confidence to get behind the lads. And uh, because at the moment, um, people have stopped me today on, on my rounds around Stockport, uh, were just full of the joys of how, how, how much they, they, they really enjoyed the football on Saturday, not just, sorry, on Wednesday, not just the result, but also, um, the overall performance and the manner in which we're going about our business at the moment. So we're all looking forward to the same Saturday. There's a lot to be cheered about at the moment, Jim. Thanks very much. Happy New Year. I think this is the last one before the... Yeah, yeah. It'll come thick and fast. Um, yeah, it's the last one of this year. And um, But, you know, wish everybody a happy New Year and uh, look forward to a cracking start to 2019. Brilliant. Cheers. So Chris, yeah, yeah, as you said, you know he's he's pretty happy. Things are on track. There's there's always hard work to do, um, but yeah, happy. Yes, I think I think very much. But <clears throat> one thing that you always get the sense of with Jimmy's, he's not 
resting on these laurels. He's not resting on the fact never, never. that we're doing well. You know, he, he looks around and he's always saying, well, how can he squeeze a little bit more out of his players? And nothing's more telling of that, if you like, than the fact you look at his bench. We were speaking about the, the bench against Alfredson, the bench against um, Altrincham on Boxing Day. And you see the strength and the depth of that. It was only a few weeks ago Elliot Osborne was brought in and he's on the bench. It was only a few weeks ago Sam Walker was being spoken about about player of the season and he's on the bench. And that's because Jimmy's always looking for the, the absolute optimum from his team. The you know the, can he get it any stronger? If we need to go and get someone and bring them in, do we do it? Even if we've already got players in the number ten position who are good, Matty Warburton, Conor DeMeo, let's go and bring in Elliot Osborne, make it even stronger. And he's working that through his team at the moment. So he is very happy. You know, I spoke to him both on air and off air last night. Uh, he was very laid back, you know, very relaxed after having a great Christmas with his family. And you know, he was telling me stories about what his kids were up to, and it was great to hear all that. But at the same time, he had that real determined undertone. Where he was saying, "It's down to business." You know, I've I've done my homework on Altrincham. I've done my homework on Kidderminster and on Bradford. You know, we we're talking about this and we're talking about that. He's he's got a plan for everything. You know, there there is not there is no stone unturned uh, in in his preparation. And I think that's the that's the overall feeling that comes across from the interview. And two really good results. Alfin always difficult, always difficult. But you know, a, a creditable draw, and then. A fantastic win against Altrincham. We were talking about, you know, people were kind of doing down the the trophy win because they didn't put out a full strength side. Well, they did. They did this time, yeah. and, and County saw to it. In well, good style. I, I think you know we'll we'll start with Alfreton. Um, desperately unlucky not to have got more from the game. The, the amount of pressure that we were putting on uh, Alfreton, uh, you know, to, especially towards the end, it was it was almost like Alfreton. They had a lot of attack. They had a lot of good, promising play for long spells in the game. But it was almost like it was built on a house of cards because as soon as Stockport got the equaliser, all of a sudden they crumbled. And you're thinking, you're a Billy Heath team. You're big, strong lads. You're at home. You, you've got every right to go for this. County scored on a breakout. It, you know, it wasn't a turn in play. It, it was a breakout. But they didn't do that. They, they went all defensive and leaned back on the ropes. And for the last 10 or 15 minutes, they let County really slug at them. So County, I think, could have got a little bit more from the game. They've then taken that momentum into Altrincham. Um, now, I spoke to Paul Turnbull. We'll hear this in a few minutes. Um, after the interview, I was speaking to him and said, hey, you know, good win against Altrincham. How do you feel about it going forward? And he, interestingly, he said, well, the next one, you would beat them three times now. Not conceded in a single game, you know, not conceded a single goal in any of those games. But next time will be the hard one because they will be determined to yeah. go and they cannot simply cannot have four losses with no goals scored against local rivals who are next to you in the league table you just that doesn't happen now i can see where he's coming from uh, and i'm glad that he's got that mindset because that raises his game um through his personality i know that will raise the game of people around him but I happen to think that could work against Altrincham. If you've got this attitude where you absolutely can't lose, you've got to come out swinging. And as we've seen County score on the break so many times this season, and they're getting the fourth, the, the, the first goal and the last goal in games, if you're going to attack, attack, attack against County, you've got to have a strong defence. Now, they've, they've conceded six goals against County in, in three games, um, or five goals in, in, in the three games, which shows they don't have the strongest defence. So... That could work against them. This must win at all costs attitude. I don't think they're good enough, touch wood, to maintain that. Um, 
Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Uh, it could work either way. Of course, it could work in their favour and they could absolutely smash County to bits, but I don't see it. I just don't see it. In those games, it's quite often when you have the, you know, a cup game and you have two league games, a third. Often it's nil-nil, the third one, or, or very, you know, because they the one thing, as you say, they do, is they, they're going to defend resolutely. So it'll be, it'll be a tough ask. But Yeah, and it'll be a New Year's Day one, so you expect a good crowd as well, which I think always helps things. I think... County saw Altrincham coming good number on Boxing Day. They'll repay the favour on New Year's Day. It's not a long trip, which is nice. People can go out and have the parties, feel a little bit like you are this morning on New Year's Day, and then they can get up and still go to the game. It's only 20 minutes, half an hour down the road. So um, we'll go in good number. That'll spur the lads on. You've got to remember as well, take away all the, the festive Christmas, New Year stuff, these are players who are playing for the shirt now. Jordan Keane and Paul Turmel in the middle of the park know that Sam Walker's breathing on them. Um, Matty Warburton knows that Elliot Osborne's breathing. Connor DeMayo's in the squad there. Darren Stevenson wants that shirt back off Jake Kirby. So all these players are raising the game constantly. Um, I was speaking to Elliot Osborne uh, just, a, just a couple of hours ago at training and I was saying, you know, it's a few weeks ago, him and Sam Walker were the first names on the team sheet. Now they can't get in. And that's because the level of the, 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 the level of performances, counties overall average level if you like has been raised and credit has to go to the manager um, for that that'll be in their minds on New Year's Day and I think that's why I favour County not just on New Year's Day but also for Kidderminster tomorrow the point has been made Kidderminster are a very similar style team to Alty um, going for a bit of a rough patch if I'm honest Kidderminster have been the team I've been most impressed with since we've been in the National League North. A uh, tremendous team on the day, but at the moment just in a little bit of a slump. And that gives me real positivity and good reason for it for tomorrow and New Year's Day. Yeah, always been kind of marked out as a good footballing team, uh, Kidderminster. And one of the highlights of the Altrincham game was uh, a man who's not set the world alight. He's he's had a difficult time, but he's had he's had his moments, and this was definitely one. I'm talking about Frank Mulhern and his goal. Ah, oh, fantastic. When When Frank first came into the club, you know, you've got to think he's replacing a guy like Jason Oswell, who, nicknamed the Prince, he was scoring left, right and centre, 30 goals I think it was last season, absolute machine for the team. Um, you've, you know, you're given the task to then replace that. You know, you've got to come in and you've got to, you've got to be the guy that, 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 that brings the goals back. So, tremendous weight on him straight away. He's come in and he looked fantastic against FC United in the opening day. Bullied them to bits and pieces. Over the course of the season... We've seen performance levels, on the whole, very good. We've seen a lot of very good. But like you say, he sometimes has a tendency to get lost in games. As a striker, he's not a big, massive, physical guy. So despite bullying players a lot, he doesn't have the, the size advantage that's required of that. And I think Jim's kind of worked him into the team to be a good footballer, rather than a physical presence, like you see from a lot of strikers. Just to get in there and use your nippy footwork, you know, your nimble footwork and get there and be a bit of a menace. That game, that goal in particular against Altrincham brings all those qualities in because Jim was saying it's great for us to have a look at the finish and think, wow, it's a fantastic finish, which by the way I stand by, that was a Thierry Henry-esque finish. <laughs> um, but Jim was saying you look at the whole movement of the team around it, it was like working, rotation, everyone in sync with each other and he said that's just something that hasn't happened with these players up until this point. But the fact that Frank has been at the spearhead of that Shows it's a very, very good team goal. It's an excellent pass from Bully. You know, there's a difference, as Carlton Palmer used to say, between a long ball and a long pass. Um, Bully's put a perfect long pass to Frank, who's taken it down just sublimely. You've got all those people in the Cheetle end looking down on you, and just to cushion the ball, use both feet, left foot, right foot, touch, 
over the keeper. It's just an amazing finish, just an absolutely fantastic finish. And I think he can take immense confidence from that now because if there were any question marks over him, if he can keep up levels of performance like that, then he's got nothing to worry about. And you mentioned the man who supplied the ball there, who got the got the assist. What what do we say about Paul Turnbull? You know, fourth time at the club, two hundred appearances. So that must make his your total appearances. You know, what a pro! Yeah, uh, incredible. When you when you walk in to the players' entrance at Stockport County, the first thing you see is a, a huge picture the size of the wall um, of Paul Turnbull leading celebrations in that county squad that won promotion. Um, and you know, we Michael Rains is on there as well. We speak about the legends uh, that came to the Legends Night a few weeks ago, uh, and Bully's right in the middle of that. And that kind of encompasses what he's about. Jim Gannon has taken him from a very young age and moulded him. It's hard to believe when he joined the club, he was a striker, and Jim's moulded him into this defensive midfielder. Um, and we talk about Scott Duxbury being the ultimate Jim Gannon player that's coming, very young, quite small framed, you know, eager to learn. And Jim's made him this fit healthy, strong, footballing athlete. Uh, and he's done just that with Paul Turnbull as well. Um, you look at what he's given the club over 200 um, career performances through hard times and through good times. You know, you know, you, you remember the, the days of dropping down the divisions and Paul Turnbull and Greg Tanzi in the middle of the park, really up against it, if you like. But then you look at the Wembley performance. You know, he's our youngest ever performer comes on against Wrexham 16 years and something days and he's you know the youngest player he goes to Wembley wins man of the match when he's the youngest player on the park what you what that what you have to have in your locker to do that is really something special it's something I certainly never found um, and now to say that we've had him for 200 um, appearances just goes to show what a special player he is and what a special club this is so quite a privilege for Chris to speak to Paul Turnbull today Paul, we should start by saying Merry Christmas from from everyone at the County Podcast. 200 appearances on the cards if you should uh, be selected tomorrow. How do you feel? I'm chuffed, really chuffed. Um, obviously, it's a great honour to obviously play for this football club, never mind, make um, 200 games. Um, but like I say, I'm really chuffed um, and looking forward to tomorrow. Just give us a, a quick insight. How did you get into playing for Stockport County? When you go back all those years ago when you were just a teenager coming through, how did Stockport County come about? Well, I was playing for the Sunday League side. Um, I just do know United, um, and obviously I got scouted when I was a lot uh, very young. I think it was ten when I when I joined Stockport. Um, Jim was still floating about then as well. Um, uh, Dave Wardle, all them lot um, in the back room. Um, but like I say, I started when I was ten and just built my way up. Obviously, made my debut when I was sixteen. Obviously, and it's still going. Some rem- memorable moments, should we say? Start obviously with Wembley. Just talk us through when you when you retire, when it's all said and done, and you look back on days like that. How do they rank? Oh, right up there, right up there. Obviously, uh, Wembley's obviously my my biggest achievement at the minute. Um, but all I want this season is obviously promotion for this football club, um, and we're we're doing really well at the minute. We're playing some good stuff. Obviously, sitting nice in the league now. In, uh, we're fourth, um, and obviously, long may it continue. I know you're probably going to read out what you're supposed to say, but you look at the players around you, the squad, the manager. Can this team win promotion this season? 100%. 100%. Um, The gaffer's right behind us. The fans are right behind us. Obviously, we've got a great bunch of lads here. Um, Everyone's everyone's fine for each other. Everyone's sticking together, and you can see that in games. Just finally, Paul, it's 200 appearances tomorrow, as we've already mentioned. Could you have imagined that when you started training as a 10-year-old or as a teenager coming through the ranks and you've had injury issues and moved on, could you ever have imagined 200 appearances on the clock? Not for one club, no. Um, obviously, 
you like to make a lot of appearances as a player, um, but for one club, it's it's a good achievement. Um, I'm very happy that obviously it's at Stockport, my hometown club as well. So, um, but like I said before, the main thing this season is promotion. Obviously, 200 games is um, good for me and stuff like that. But just promotion this season would be, be good for me. Paul, all the very best. Yes, thank you. So, Chris, before we go and you finish the other mince pie, I am going to have got a mince there. pie in a moment. <laughs> let's uh, let's just look ahead to. Uh, to the, the rest of the fixtures in this, uh, as usual, packed festive season. How yeah. do you see it playing out? County can finish third, as Jim wants. To stay fourth would still be you know, a really, really good good result for the season. To, to, to finish fourth over the next three or four games in this festive period is, I think, now the minimum requirement. Um, OK, it's out of our hands in that um, the teams behind us have a game in hand. It's worth noting County can't fall out of the playoffs. Um, you know that's that's quite an interesting. Um, it's obviously a positive, but I think if they win against Kidderminster tomorrow, and then if they win against Altrincham on New Year's Day, and then win against Bradford, very difficult ask. All teams in the playoffs, two of those three teams above County, or certainly they were before the, the beginning of the festive period. It's a big ask. I think it's also going to be interesting to see what happens with Jamie Stott. Oldham have just got rid of their manager. Um, I don't know if there's a recall on there or not, but it'd be interesting to see what happens there because he's been key uh, in Stockport County's recent performances. So that's worth keeping an eye on. But over, uh, you know, overall, County are in a very, very strong position. Um, you've got players on the bench like Sam Walker, Elliot Osborne to come back in. Um, Kidderminster is a winnable game, like we said before. Really, really impressed with them over the last couple of seasons. A little bit dismantled over the summer with the manager going to QPR. But you look then around Bradford Park Avenue, can they maintain this good run of form? Well, Chorley couldn't. Could, can Bradford? Um, I'm not so sure. Um, and maybe County will be the one to, to turn that around. Um, so for me, positive vibes all over the place. But I, I always say that. We get pulled up for saying that too often. But I don't see where you could find anything but those at the moment. And across the Alfreton game and the Ulti win, who, who's been demand so far? Who's, who's really impressed you so far? Well... I'm going to give the man to Adam Thomas, um, and that's that's not against Frank Mulhern, who's just gone and scored one of the best goals of his of his career. That's not against Paul Turnbull, who got man of the match together against that game. Adam Thomas um, has been tremendous in providing assists and tracking back and being honest as a player. He also got engaged this week, so <laughs> we'll say congratulations to him and uh, and give him the, the prestigious award um, for that. Um, your next question will be the one to watch, yep. I assume. Yeah. We so you talked about the bench and, you know, uh, in a p- busy period like this, it's something Jim always does really well. You've got to rotate. You've got to use your bench well. Who who are you going to be keeping an eye on? We've got to say Bully. We have to say Paul Turnbull. He's going into his 200th performance and you watch him go into that game with the enthusiasm as though it's performance number one. Excellent. And just before you were talking about, you know, difficult games, New Year's Day and, you know, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Did you see that tweet about the re- Division 1 results on Boxing Day in 1963? Yeah. <laughs> Blackpool 1, Chelsea 5, Burnley 6, Man United 1, Fulham 10, Ipswich 1, <laughs> West Brom 4, Tottenham 4, <laughs> and West Ham 2, Blackburn 8. They no. sound like our Power League results. 1963. I, I, was, actually, I was actually alive during that, but... I suppose results like that can happen when you all go out and get leathered on Christmas Day. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what they said. So uh, hopefully still a great festive season to come for County. Chris, thanks. Cheers.